What is up, fanboys and fangirls and wrestling fans? A little bit different here. Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is Fighting With My Family. If you are unfamiliar with what this is and where I'm coming from and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with this... I got a lot to fill you in on. <laughs> so, essentially, what the easiest way for me to break down some of the stuff is to, I guess, address the idea of where are you coming from? Are you somebody who is a Fanboys Anonymous fan who doesn't follow the Smart Out Moment side of things? Or are you a Smart Out Moment fan that doesn't follow the Fanboys Anonymous side of things? I'm doing a little cross-promotion here. Normally, if it was a WWE-related thing, I would be doing it all entirely on the Smart Out Moment site. But because this is a movie, and this is fundamentally coming into the mix as a movie, rather than just a WWE Studios kind of project, and we get to that kind of uh, bleeding over kind of a thing. So here's what we're going to do. If you are not a wrestling fan, and you are coming into this strictly as a movie fan, drop a comment below and tell me that, because this is going to change potentially your outlook of this whole situation. If you are coming into this on the Smart Cut Moment side of things, and you're not necessarily one of those people that checks out my movie reviews and all that, let me know in the comments below that as well, because that might inform your opinion as well. So, what the review point is, it's pretty simple. You review a movie, you talk about the hits, you talk about the misses, those are the good things, the bad things, the pros and the cons, positives, negatives, whatever you want to refer to it as. I call them hits and misses because review point I'm a gimmicky kind of guy. It kind of goes along with that. Ricochet, by the way, is something that's in the middle, not just the wrestler himself. But what I'm going to do here is I'm going to follow my standard protocol. I just got done seeing the movie a little bit ago, about you know 20 minutes ago or so, at least from when I'm recording this, not from when you're listening to it, obviously. And I will be doing a off-the-cuff, just whatever my thoughts are on the, off the top of my head kind of a review First off is going to be a non-spoiler review, and then at some point I will get into more of the heavy details and talk about some specifics of some different things, and at that point it'll be spoiler-based. It's a little bit different in this kind of a movie than it would be in something like, say, you know, Captain Marvel when that comes out, because we don't know what's going to happen on Captain Marvel. Well, this is a movie that's based off of a true story, sort of. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and if you are, of course, on the wrestling side of things, then you already know what happens because you've seen this happen many, many years ago. So spoilers are going to be kind of tricky. And I'm assuming that most people that are clicking onto this are familiar with Paige's story through WWE and all that. So I, I don't think that I really have to go and be super uh, wary of necessarily ruining the story for everybody and all that, but I'm going to try to keep that in mind, too. So, we're in the spoiler-free section of this, and for the people who are not familiar with Paige's story, this is the story of Paige, who, that's her stage name, Soraya Knight, Soraya Jade Beavis, or Bevis? Beavis? I think it's Beavis. Uh, she was by Brittany Knight at one point, you know, people have lots of different ring names at different points in their career. Just ask Edge, he was Sexton Hardcastle, and, uh, of course, Undertaker was mean Mark Callis, and, you know, everybody kind of goes around. Usually people don't end up having just one. Even John Cena was the prototype at one point. Paige's story, as I'm just going to be calling her Paige throughout this whole thing, because that's what she's more f uh, familiar to everybody as, she is... One of the women that is necessarily 
kind of attributed to this whole women's evolution that we've gotten going on. Women's revolution turns into women's evolution, the kind of a story. And one of the reasons why is because she represented a different type of wrestler that WWE didn't necessarily have at a certain point. Although they did, but, you know, I mean, we can mince words when it comes to people like Mickey James and all that who actually paved the way before Paige. Uh, but Paige, of course, she was a part of this group of NXT women who tried to change their perception a little bit more and were actually able to start to get some of the wheels turning. The four horsewomen, it's arguable that they were the ones that really, really did it, but then we're getting into the hardcore geek wrestling talk kind of side of things. And if you want that, of course, go to smartcatmoment.com. But Paige went from a wrestling family. And she worked her way up to get into WWE, and then that's why she's famous, and that's why they're making a movie about her. So this is the story of her ascension from that, you know, the family that she grew up in, and then making it to the main roster and all that other kind of stuff. So you can tell that this is going to be a sports movie, and you can tell that it's going to be a little bit of Lifetime mixed into the recipe, which that's one of my little bit of an issue with it, but again, can't really spoil too much here. And there are positives and negatives when it comes to this kind of a thing, because when you take a movie that is based off a true story, you're going to change certain details about it, because it's just real life does not follow a script, at least as far as I'm aware. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of a script, but real life doesn't have the same dramatic structure. And you have to sometimes rearrange some things and you need to omit certain things. And at a certain point, you have to just pick what is better for the movie that you're trying to put out there rather than 100% authenticity. I will say, though, that outside of the things that I know from following Paige's career from WWE itself... This was pretty, uh, not authentic, I wouldn't say, but this gave you the general scope of what everything was. And one of the main things that I want to say is a positive, one of the big, big, big hits of this movie, probably the biggest hit, is casting. Lena Headey for Soraya is very, very good casting. She knocked that out of the park. Um... Paige's father, uh, he is somebody that I'm not the most familiar with, same as her brother, but both of them, from what I am familiar with, they were very good casting when it came to to them. Uh, the kid, I, I, I can't think of his the actor's name, but I'm probably just going to forever refer to him as uh, Little Simon Pegg because he looks like he could be literally like the young version of Simon Pegg. Uh, Nick Frost is the one playing her father, Ricky Knight. Great casting on that regard. Uh, even some of the other people too. I mean, we'll get into cameos and we'll get into some different things like that. But the real star, of course, is the protagonist herself. And Florence Pugh plays Paige and she completely encompasses that. She is in a situation where she's playing a character that is based off of a true story. So we know who the real person is. And the real person's actually young enough that she could play herself. And if she was, you know, good enough actress and all that, it wouldn't have surprised me if they would have had her actually do that. But she looks like Paige. She talks like Paige. She acts like Paige. She really was. I don't think that they could have gotten a better person to do that part. So major hit. 
right out of the park. Just fantastic. Um, I really, really liked the cameos in the movie, and I will break them down in the spoiler section, so I don't want to break, uh, you know, ruin that for anybody who wants to see the movie. I am a big fan of how they presented WWE in a lot of different ways. I didn't like a lot of what the fundamental structure of the movie was when it comes to just as a fan of movies, as opposed to just a fan of pro wrestling, it fell flat to me. And the story came out very cookie cutter. The most generic thing about this whole thing is the actual script itself. And if I were going into this movie, not having that tie in with WWE, I probably wouldn't have seen the movie. Oh, you know what? Let's put it to be honest. I wouldn't have seen the movie. And if I would have seen the movie and it would have been about somebody with like, I don't know, ping pong or gymnastics or whatever the hell I would have walked out of this movie going, well, that was kind of a waste of time. So I will say to the people that are not WWE fans, you're not going to get as much out of this as somebody like myself would have. And also to the WWE fans, you're not going to get something out of this in the same regard as somebody who isn't a WWE fan because film is subjective when you're reviewing it and it's the same like WWE. I mean, for the WWE people, you know, you can't please everybody and you're going to have some people that are just absolutely, you know, they really, really love this type of wrestler and that one and they really want it to be the Attitude Era. Some people really want it to be the New Generation Era. Some people want it to be the old school Hulk Hogan type era. Everybody's got their own likes and dislikes, and the same thing applies when it comes to movies. So I know people who would see this movie, and they would tell me straight out of the gate, wow, that was a great movie. And I know people that would watch this movie and say, what generic trash, because you've got a wide range of people. And a wide range of tastes with film is always hard to judge. So by now, you should know what my, if you've been following the Fanboys Anonymous side of things, you should know what my taste in movies is. If I can say that I'm a big fan of 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I'm a big fan of The Godfather, of course, because it's amazing. And, you know, I appreciate more along the classic side of things to what, like I guess your average movie gover would sort of be, but at the same time, I think that most people that say, oh, the classics are great, are snooty and stuck up their own ass, because one of my favorite movies of all time is Dumb and Dumber, then you know that I'm kind of all across the board here, and I think that makes it kind of a good range for me to be able to judge this from a lot of different perspectives. So I, as a movie fan... I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. As a wrestling fan, I think it's pretty cool. I also have my issues with continuity and my issues with tweaking the reality of the situation because I do know things that they omitted and that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. But on the spoiler-free side of things here, I will say if you are the type of person who likes generic sports movies and you're not more on the artsy-fartsy side of things, if you watch this movie based off of looking at the trailer and thinking that you're kind of interested in it, you'll probably be okay with it. And for the wrestling side of things, if you're somebody who's a big Paige fan, you're going to want to see this movie just no matter what because it's about Paige. 
if you're somebody who doesn't like Paige, you're not going to like this movie because it paints her in a much better light. And if you're just somebody who is a fan of WWE and you're like, hey, it's a WWE movie, check it out. But you shouldn't pay 20 bucks to see it. So would I give it a hit or a miss? Well, you're going to have to find out at the end of this after the spoiler section. Uh, but just to kind of give you a range, if you don't really want to know all the spoilers and stuff like that, I'd give it right down the center. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a cop out. I understand, but, um, it's that split between the WWE side and the movie side. If you're the, if it's the movie side, it's a miss. If it's WWE side, it's a hit. So I can't also judge based off of other WWE studios movies because I still haven't seen a single one of them. I haven't seen the Marines. I haven't seen 12 rounds and all that. So I don't know if this is better than the other ones, but I'm kind of assuming that it is. I trust a little bit more in Steven Merchant to be able to have pulled off a better movie than what some of the other people have. So now that I've talked for over a dozen minutes about the non-spoiler section, we're going to get into the spoilers. So, of course, if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens or you are unfamiliar with Paige's story, you know, whatever the case may be when it comes to this kind of stuff, if you don't want to know the spoiler side of things, then end the video. Uh, come back and check it out later on. Give me the view time. But if you don't care, then by all means, continue to listen. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a warning. So we're going to talk more specific details now. And one of the things that I had mentioned before that I was a fan of, one of the hits of the movie, is the cameos. To a certain extent, I liked the cameos of Seamus and The Miz uh, and Big Show. The Miz is just in there walking by in one shot. And you know what? That's good enough. Uh, I liked the little backstage interaction between Seamus and Big Show. They're talking and catering, and it's just kind of a little funny interaction about whether or not they should be eating hot dogs and whatever. It's not the funniest thing in the world, but you know what? It was kind of neat to see them. And if that would have been taken out of context and would have been just like, I don't know, in any other kind of movie, I wouldn't have laughed. But I laughed because I knew that it was Seamus and Big Show, and that's where some of the little kitsch value comes into the play. The stuff with The Rock, on the other hand, not buying pretty much any of that being remotely true. And it feels very ham-fisted and very forced that it was like the rock is like her uh i don't know Pyme or something like he's just the guy that is always looking out for her or something and it's just maybe that was true i highly highly doubt it but i certainly can't imagine that this was true so that's a miss to me because it seems kind of like the rock decided that he wanted to executive produce this movie and then he decided well, you know, I'm a big name, so let's just say that I popped up here, and let's just say that we had this conversation and that kind of a thing. So that's a miss. The quick little cameos, those are hits. One of the misses that I have, more than anything, I guess, is if you follow WWE and you know the story, and I mentioned this before, but you know how much is missing, and you know that they omit so many things that make her feel or come off in a much more positive light. I'm not going to, you know, rag on her a hundred percent because I've said my fair share of criticism towards Paige on different kind of things over the years and stuff. But let's just be honest. There's no, you you cut it off at this certain point because afterward we know how the story goes. Then it's 
suspensions. It's the injury. She has to retire. She's dating Alberto Del Rio. The talk shit get bit tattoo. Getting a plastic surgery and a lot of things that are just not on the more positive side of things. So, of course, they're going to end it with the happy story kind of a thing. But even in that regard, they have to entirely omit NXT. NXT in this movie operates as literally the training ground and that's it. There's just a couple house show kind of things. And there's literally no reference to the fact that she became, of course, one of the highlight people in NXT and that she was an NXT champion and that she was the NXT champion when she went up to the main roster to challenge AJ Lee. So that is stuff that they omitted because it just doesn't serve the narrative. And if you have a story where somebody is trying to work their way towards the top and Paige just said in interviews that this is like the Rocky story, well, Rocky, if you haven't seen Rocky, He's a low-life type of guy who makes it to the big times and he gets his big shot. If you do the story with Paige and you have her be this person who's fighting from the ground up and then she becomes the champion and she works a couple years in NXT and then they decide to call her up to the main roster and she's got all the confidence in the world and then she just wins the championship because that's what's planned, then it doesn't seem all that dramatic, you know? So I understand as far as filmmakers go, why they did that. But as a wrestling fan who knows the story, it was just sort of like, okay, I know you're skipping over here. You know, we're painting a different picture and sometimes that's okay. And it's just one of those misses in my mind that, yeah, it's just kind of what happens, you know? Uh, Even when it comes to something like when she's, Having that match with uh, Zelina Vega, who from SmackDown, Thea Trinidad is her real name, and she's playing the part of AJ Lee in here. She does a great job, by the way, for the most part. She is playing a little bit of herself with quite a bit of AJ Lee mixed in there. And for some playing somebody who's, again, young enough and looks exactly the same and could have played herself, I think that Thea Trinidad did a great job. So she is a hit. Uh, Match-wise... Match-wise, like I'm sitting here uh, reviewing it like a normal pay-per-view. When they build to this whole idea of her match with that, what doesn't make any sense to me, and this is part of the movie that really kind of confuses me a lot, is that they sort of act at the very end like it's a shoot. And that she isn't going into this knowing that she's winning the Divas Championship. Throughout the whole movie, they don't ignore the idea that wrestling is scripted. And all that gets thrown out the window at the very end of the movie. Because then it just seems like, oh my god, is she going to actually beat A.J. Lee? And it's like, she fucking knows she's going to beat A.J. Lee. That was the point. And that was just very strange to me. Um... I don't know about, like, uh, whether they did that on purpose or whether that was just an unintentional kind of thing... Uh, but that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. That was a miss. Same thing when it comes to, she cuts this very generic promo at the end and they build throughout the whole movie, the idea of you have to be yourself. And she does a whole thing where she's cutting a generic promo in NXT and the Hutch Morgan character played by Vince Vaughn tells her everybody's doing that kind of a thing. They've done that for decades. It's the most bland thing that you can do. And people are going to eat you alive. 
well, this message gets thrown out the window at the end when they inserted this idea of that page, which she didn't do, by the way, cut this promo afterward, where she's like, I'm from Norwich, and I'm like a loser like everybody else, and don't you love me? And then everybody was all like, Paige, yay, she's, you know, that scrappy little loser, whatever. That promo would get somebody eaten alive. So it goes against not only what the reality of pro wrestling is, but it also goes against the rules that it established earlier in the movie. If they wouldn't have had that scene in the NXT thing, then it would have just been that lifetime type of thing where it's like, oh my God, how are you going to have this whole like, just follow your dreams and all this other kind of stuff. At least if they wouldn't have set up that kind of idea, they could have pulled that off as being hokey and cheesy, but believable in the context of the story so major major miss when it comes to that it doesn't feel triumphant it feels like it goes against its own self continuity errors that's a miss like young zach should not have the spinner belt if he's watching wwe during the time frame where they don't have the spinner belt it's just one of those little details that the script supervisor just didn't pay any attention to and the fact that the Monday Night Raw logo changes from when John Cena goes out to later on in the night when they were filming, because they were filming while they have this new Raw logo that they've been using lately uh, for the past, you know, three years or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, like little things like that, I noticed more, I'm sure, than some other people. And even when it comes to stuff like post-match, they're doing another interview and You've got, like, the reality of the situation is Alicia Fox, Rosa Mendez, Lana, you know, a lot of these people, uh, Eva Marie, Summer Marie, Natalia, they're all backstage and they're all hugging her. And this is for the YouTube channel for the Fallout. And they just tweaked something like that to make it, oh, that's live and it's the three women from the movie and that kind of a thing. So that one, that makes sense. That's not a miss. That's not a continuity error that is a miss. That's a matter of condensing a bunch of people and to try to just, Tweak a couple little details, but yeah, I'm not going to bitch and complain and say the attire that they have Paige wearing when she wins the Divas title is not the same as what she was wearing because she was wearing a purple outfit. I'm not going to be that nitpicky, but at the same time, when you do stuff like you ignore the fact that she was NXT champion, that's a bigger issue. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to say that the sex tape joke is a full-on miss because in the context of the story, even though they don't set up anything about the idea of Hutch having a sex tape and all that other kind of stuff, it's a funny joke. So the joke lands enough well enough that people in the audience were laughing when I saw that, but the quick little reference to it is kind of dicey, and I don't know if they really should have necessarily done that, but that's up to somebody else's discretion. Oh, here's something, a major hit in the movie. They introduce these three women, and they have names that are not the real names. There's Jerry Lynn and Blanket on the other ones, but there's two blondes and a brunette. And they are, of course, model types. And they even say, like, I used to be a model and that kind of a thing. And they're supposed to represent this idea of the model type in WWE. I think that they were specifically targeted towards certain people, and I'm curious to see if anybody agrees or disagrees with this, but I came out of this thinking one of them was supposed to be Summer Rae, the one that was wearing the gold outfit. 
one of them was supposed to be Audrey Marie, the brunette, and that the other one was supposed to be Alexa Bliss. The reason why I go with these is partially because of their attitudes, partially because of some of the little details that they said, and partially because of their ring gear. The ring gear, I mentioned before, the gold for the Summer Ray kind of thing. I believe Audrey Marie wore something similar to what the brunette girl is wearing in that, like that greenish kind of outfit. Alexa Bliss wore predominantly the blue outfit, and they didn't have exactly the same type of thing, but it seems like they were purposely kind of going in that regard. And the same one that looked like she was like an Alexa Bliss type, she says that she used to be a cheerleader. So... Alexa Bliss was a cheerleader, and since they're presented from the start as being these bimbos, they really could have made this an awkward situation, and they really could have crapped all over those women by making them just awful in all regards, and Paige shows them up, and it's like beating the mean girls, but they didn't do that, and I really, really liked that because... If there's something that's been misunderstood in WWE for a while, it's that the model types that came in and they were in the Divas division and all of this before they started doing the way that they do the women's evolution and all that kind of stuff now, there's this misconception that every single one that looks like the model type is there just to be famous and that they're not passionate, and that they're not dedicated, and that they don't learn how to wrestle, and that they are these kind of, like, vapid bitches, sort of. So I really liked that. There was a part in this movie where one of them, the one that was, I think, supposed to be the Summer Rae, shows off a daughter, and she's like, well, you never asked me about my daughter, and you think that we're just here for being tits and ass, and, you know, we have stories and like we're trying to do this and different things like that and Paige gets warmed up to them and they get warmed up to Paige and that kind of a thing because that does seem to happen in WWE somebody could come in with the background like Paige had and see somebody like an Alexa Bliss and say well she's just some dumb cheerleader she's not supposed to be here she's just this hot girl whatever whether it's an Eva Marie or it's uh Sasha Banks or Charlotte Flair or well, Charlotte, you know, she walked while she was there, but you know, anybody that was in that kind of regard could come in and do that in real life. And then in real life, you see that that's not the case. And somebody like an Alexa Bliss or, you know, any of the names, just Alexa Bliss is right in front of me right now. So not literally the name is, <laughs> uh, you know, that she's excelled in a lot of different ways. And I'm, very, very happy that they didn't portray them as the mean click that she has to overcome. It's a camaraderie and it's coming from different aspects of different lives and you get to understand how those people are and you're all working together and you're all a sisterhood kind of, you know? Really liked that a lot. That was one of my favorite parts about this movie. So major, major hit on that. And... I don't know about some of the other specifics when it comes to, like, you know, music-wise. I don't remember anything about the music, really. Uh, other characters, like, for instance, there's the whole story about her brother. And I don't know the brother's story all that well. I don't know if they hit the marks that they should have. I don't know if they're missing out a whole bunch of things. But this whole idea that he's coaching all these kids and all that. It's like the heartfelt side of things and whatever. And I hope that most of the good stuff is true and that there isn't a ton of negatives that they're emitting when it comes to that too. But supposedly there was a whole thing with a blind student and that's kind of neat. 
supposedly he has this group of people and all that. So if that is the true story and all that, then kudos in that kind of regard. Uh, dramatically, if we're going tone wise and all this other kind of stuff, the drama is not really there for me. I, I'm, maybe I'm too cynical. I don't know, but maybe it's just the fact that I know what ends up happening. I wasn't really too invested in that. Uh, I think that we kind of, again, we made everybody look a little bit better because, <laughs> you know, they, they did try to throw it out there that like the family is a bunch of criminal types and some different things like that but then, then it's it's kind of just played for laughs and stuff um i went through the music went through the characters and went through uh you know what i should talk about the action the way that they filmed the maneuvers in the ring and you know the athleticism itself i think that they pulled that off very well so that's that's a hit for sure overall plot structure is very well done for the most generic kind of thing that you could possibly expect. You know, it goes in the exact same timeline that any movie that's like this is, is like that. So that's, I guess it's a hit as far as it works for all those movies, but it's a miss as far as we know exactly what beat is going to be coming up next. So ultimately I have to make a decision here. Is it a hit or is it a miss? Well, I did mention earlier the idea that if you're a wrestling fan, you might think that it's one way or the other. If you're a movie fan, you might think it's one way or the other. I do think fundamentally, if you are the type of person who likes high quality movies, you are not going to like this movie. And if you are somebody who likes authenticity, you're going to be a little bit problematic with when it comes to, you're not going to be problematic, but you're going to think it's a little bit problematic. So you're going to have some nitpicks that you're going to be bringing to the table. I will say when it comes to whether or not you should see it in theaters, no, I don't think that you should one way or the other necessarily. I think that this is something that even as a wrestling fan, you can watch just on a random night and, you know, Netflix it or check it on the WWE network, whatever they release it. It is kind of weird that they don't put WWE studios movies on the network, but you know, different kind of thing. Uh, if you have like an AMC A list or something like that and you are a wrestling fan, then, you know, check it out and use one of your free passes for that. But don't spend 20 bucks on it. And I uh, I hate having to make a, a full on judgment call here, but just by an overall perspective, I'm lumping in both movie side of things and wrestling side of things. I'm going to lean more towards a miss. It's not as bad as I was expecting that it would be. And I've made plenty of jokes about it being awful and all this, and I'm not going to tell this to uh, to somebody as being like, oh, this was a train wreck or something like that, because it wasn't. But it just wasn't all that great. So I am curious what you guys have to say about this movie, because I'm sure that in some ways you'll agree, and in some ways you'll disagree. And we all, of course, are coming from different angles, so some people this is going to be... This is awesome. What are you talking about? This is great. And yeah, I love Fast and the Furious. Uh, you know, that should be best picture. And uh, some people are going to go into this and be like, oh my God, it doesn't have French subtitles and that's awful. And some people are going to say, well, it's mostly the page story and that's good enough for me. And some people are going to say, oh my God, you didn't have the exact same ring gear for this one thing and all that. So we can be all over the place when it comes to this, everybody. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. But drop your comments below on YouTube or on the pages, whatever I'm hosting this on. If you're listening on iTunes and Stitcher, of course, reach out from any kind of way that you can, different platforms and stuff. 
make sure that you subscribe on both of the YouTube channels that I have. I'm uploading this to Fanboys Anonymous, but if you are on the Smartout Moment side of things and you really want to follow more of the pro wrestling stuff, subscribe to Smartout Moment. Both of them are channels that you should be following because that's my stuff. So hit that button and ring the little bell for the notifications when it comes to that. Follow both Fanboys Anonymous and Smartout Moment on Facebook and Twitter. Smartout Moment is at Smartout Moment on both. Fanboys Anonymous is Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook and Fanboys Anon on Twitter because it can't fit Fanboys Anonymous by like one letter. We've got a Patreon for both of these. And the Patreon, when it comes to those things, is different kinds of tiers that if you have a little bit of spare change and you want to promote some different ideas that you would like to see coming out there, you can actually pick some of those things if you want us to do a special feature on certain things on the movie side of things or elsewhere. Because I'd love to do more things like, you know, I would love to bring back the group meeting podcast and I would love to on the wrestling side of things, do more like movie reviews, you know, maybe do like a watch along of ready to rumble, you know, whatever the case may be. So think of doing that. There's also the T public and red bubble shops on both the family's anonymous and smart count moment side of things. We've got both websites. If you're not checking out both the websites, then what the hell, uh, com and smartcatmoment.com. You'll find links to all these kind of things all over the place. So if you start clicking, then you, you know, all the information that you need to know, but if you want to follow me directly, I'm at Tony Mango. Again, you can follow me by clicking on a bunch of different things and you'll stumble across me, but I want to thank you all for listening to this. And I want to thank you for all the support, not only on Smartout Moment, but on Fanboys Anonymous. And I will see you next time, everybody. Normally, this is what I say. This has uh, been another Smartout Moment, and I'm being counted out. But since we're on the fanboy side of things, this has been another Review Point. I'm Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out. Yeah.